From New Dog Media and Phoenix Fifth, it's the Settle Smarter Podcast. We are quick to offer our opinions. We are quick to chime in to try to fix problems. We're not listening to the other person. Listen, if five-year-olds need quiet times, I think a 44 might need a quiet time once in a while. Wouldn't you agree? If you ever feel like a hamster inside of a wheel running a sprint inside of a marathon while balancing on top of a teeter-totter, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Settle Smarter with me, Dana Look Arimoto. Hey there, smart settlers. Producer Paul here. Today, Dana's guest is Rob Holman, leadership expert, executive coach, keynote speaker, podcast co-host, and best-selling author. I personally got a great deal out of this interview, and I hope you will too. Let's take a listen to Dana Look Arimoto with Rob Holman. So I want to just jump right in. You have a couple of books out, Lead the Way and All In. And in particular, I want to ask you something specifically about work-life integration and the blend, if you will, Rob, of personal and professional when going all in. What would you tell our listeners? How the heck do they even do that? Yeah, no, great question, Dana. First of all, thank you. I'm honored to be with you and honored to talk and do a deep dive in the things that really matter in life, for sure. You know, for me... uh, I've done a lot of work in the Middle East, and uh, namely in Afghanistan, and a little bit in Dubai as well. And I've really learned over the years that we have a lot to learn from the eastern part of the world. And and one of the things that I've learned quite a bit over the years is talking about work life integration uh, is that we we ourselves, regardless of the titles that we have, the responsibilities that we have, we take ourselves with us wherever we go. And it's important to understand who you are, your identity. So much gets back to identity. And they've really helped me. My my friends over there have really helped me understand that our lives shouldn't be boxed in. Like we're going from this box to this box. Take off this hat now, then I'm putting on a new hat over here. But our life should be like a wheel with many spokes. And, and, uh, and so they've really helped open my eyes to that over the years. And it's been a process like it is for all of us. And now I've just, at age 44, I've entered into a place of freedom, understanding how I'm knit together, how I'm wired, and that you can truly only give what you got. So I have a lot to give away in the season. So I'm glad you brought that up. We talk a lot about being stuck inside of this hamster wheel, running a sprint inside of a marathon while balancing on a teeter-totter, and people who are already smart, which is really everyone, but want to be smarter, especially as leaders, not defined by I manage a bunch of people or a crew, but just leader of your life. I know we agree on that as well. What would you tell the listeners in terms of that wheel? So I love your wheel analogy, but you don't want them running a sprint inside of a marathon. No, not at all. I I think it's just more of that, like, hey, the the centerpiece of the wheel is is who you are. And we all have different, you you know, I have a family. You mentioned, I have a family. Matter of fact, between me, you, and your entire audience, uh, during this recording, my wife, you know, she's kind enough. I have three kids, 11, nine, and four. And when I have interviews or, you know, a bit more of a formal meeting of sorts, you know, they're just so kind to just, hey, let's give daddy a little bit of a break. And now we're homeschooling on the home front together, my wife and I. So, you know, I have responsibilities in the home. I have responsibilities outside the home, in our community, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so for me, the more that I understand and embrace who I am, my uniqueness, my purpose, the reason for my existence, 
in a sense, then the spokes become these different aspects of my life that help the wheel go round. But I'm not, it's not like I'm this spoke, then I got to take off my hat and go into this spoke. And I got to change who I am depending on the spokes. The spokes work together. And, and the center of it all is who I am. And I'm free to be who I am. And out of that place, then, you know, I go wherever. And, you know, whether I'm dad, I'm, it doesn't matter because I am who I am and I'm free to be that person. So in essence, Dana, there's a liberation that comes living out of that place. And so if I, let's get real practical. I bump into somebody that is a strategic partner. I live in the greater Philadelphia area and I happen to bump into them at a convenience store on the way home from some meeting. I don't, I don't have to be shocked. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm like on my way home. I have my dad hat on. No, Rob's Rob and I'm going to be who I am. And I just love and encouraging people to live out of that place. So one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion, is Inside Out. That is your philosophy. And so I would love you to be really specific. I know you're great at practical, actionable advice, and that's what we pride ourselves on here at Settle Smarter. What is the practical, actionable advice for people to actually come from their inside before they move outside in the world in any context? Yeah. I love that. I, you know, it, the temptation is for every human being, especially every leader, every, you know, is, is to, we care so much about other people, other things, you know, I, even so many leaders want to serve people faithfully. They want to you know be consistent and intentional and strategic and all these different things. And they run themselves ragged only to find out that they're running on fumes, if not burn out, and they may not fully realize it. So for me, I'm like, slow down. You can only give what you got. Another way that I put this is that freely you receive to freely give. If I'm filled with, you know, joy and peace and happiness, et cetera, I can give that away. On the flip of the same coin, if I'm running with anxiousness and fear and doubt and discouragement, I can also give that away. So my whole message of inside out leadership is it starts with you first. And if we understand that each one of us is a gift, a truly a gift to be opened up and unwrapped and opened up in front of the entire world, now we're getting somewhere. So for me, it's providing the necessary pause for people to embrace who they are, their uniqueness apart from seven and a half billion people on planet Earth. So I always insist that we're unique like a fingerprint. And theoretically, I can prove it. Even quantifiably, I can prove it. But we're going to talk qualitatively and anecdotally for a minute. So tell us a quick story about someone that you've either coached or helped transform to really get the essence of what you're saying and then live it in terms of being and embracing their own unique self. So I have a, someone I've been working with for over six years and this individual in their own right, pretty good business leader, runs a good organization, working with them in my inside out leadership philosophy, starting with who he is as a unique individual first, um, encouraging him in the aspects of meditation and prayer and just, again, slowing down and taking time for him, you know, himself. And, and, you know, so when I spend time with him on a one-to-one basis, you know, I do workshops for his company, I do, but I spend a lot of time with him on a one-to-one basis. And really what I've become over the years is just an encourager of who he is. I'm pointing out things about him that he may not realize in himself and, and just calling those things out in a good way, in a highly encouraging, affirming way. So what I've noticed over time with him, and here's always a telling sign when people begin to get it. 
they start to live a life of gratitude more and more and more, regardless of the difficulty, regardless of the challenge or obstacle or barrier. And he's one that slowly but surely, we start every meeting with a time of gratitude. I kid you not, Dana, in the earlier aspect of our time, the list might only be two, three, and I, have to, I would kind of have to help him along that. Like, let's find some stuff. Well, it's been, now, I kind of have to transition the conversation to enter into another aspect of what I want to talk to him about because the list is so long. And so I, I always say this is like, if you look for the good, you'll find it. That's a telling sign. That's something measurable that if you continue, if you start hearing more and more stories of the good and, and people start swimming in this, the more that they embrace who they are, because it's out of that lens, that perspective that they have on themselves, on other people, on their business, on their responsibilities. And all of a sudden now they become more grateful. This sounds like our co-authored next book, Addicted <laughs> to Good. I love it. I'm in. <laughs> This is so perfect. So let's talk about when people are able to, and listen up, subtle, smart universe. It doesn't matter what gender you are. And it frankly doesn't matter what age you are. We have to practice gratitude. My own teenage daughters are really irritated if they're listening to it. I always say the fastest way out of negativity is to find gratitude and list your five things, list your five things. So if you were to list your five things, I am putting you on the spot, but I'm sure you're a master of gratitude. What would your five things be? So we can actually lead by example for our listeners. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you did that. Number one, I'm breathing. (laughs) I am breathing today. So many people, listen, my grandfather years ago died of emphysema and he struggled with breathing for years. And I know up close and personal, there are so many people that physically have a difficult time breathing, Uh, but I'm alive. What do I mean by that? I'm alive and I'm healthy right now and I'm thrilled that I'm alive. Second, my marriage, I'm I'm gonna be celebrating my 16 years with my bride come May 22nd. And I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled that she's partnered with me. I've partnered with her and we made make magic happen together. Third, my children. I am, Dana, do we have like five hours for me to talk about my kids? Yeah. Hashtag proud dad, to, uh, 11, nine and four year old, which I described earlier. I couldn't be prouder. So yeah. So I'm breathing my relationship with my wife, my kids. I say fourth. Uh, I'm thankful today in the greater Philadelphia area. It's raining. It's like, what in the world? What do you mean? You're thankful it's raining? Rob, I like when it's sunny. No, there's something because there's beauty in the rain. And I used to annoy my college friends when we'd get up on a weekend and, and you know, they were drinking too heavily. Maybe we all were. I don't know. But, but nonetheless, we'd wake up and let's say it's a Saturday and, and a kind of a mucky morning and day. And I'd be really cheery. And they'd be like, what's your problem? And I said, it's another day to live. And matter of fact, I like the rain. They're like, what do you mean you like the rain? I said, because think of what the rain does. It, it's a drink for the ground, for creation. So when the sun comes, it's going to be greener. The trees are going to be bigger. And see, I look forward to that. So that's fourth. And fifth, I probably have to say, there's so much momentum right now in my life that within my sphere of influence as a whole, um, I'm just seeing momentum with speaking, with writing, et cetera. And I just want to be a good steward of that. And so I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to do what I do. Being on your podcast today and serving you and your audience, it's a joy for me. So well, you sure make it look easy to make that list of five things. So I know producer Paul has some cool music he's going to be playing during this next segment. And everyone, we encourage you to either write one, two, three, four, or if you can get to your five, get to your five and then send them in. 
let's crowdsource. Let's share. Let's actually get grateful together. you this is sort of like it's rapid fire interview you are so great mm-hmm. i, I want to ask you about silence i know you have a strong philosophy and belief system around silence and for some of our listeners even for myself it's really hard to just slow it down turn it off and just be quiet talk to us mm-hmm. about that yeah you Dana, you're talking to what some would probably call an extrovert of extroverts so I think many of the listeners uh, may be extroverts, may be introverts. It doesn't really matter. We all need to learn to slow down. I think if you look in, in general conversation, specific conversation, in all facets of our life, uh, we are quick to offer our opinions. We are quick to chime in to try to fix problems. And what we're not doing in that is we're not listening to the other person. So what I've found is if I can even get alone, so I've learned the discipline of getting alone and I just call it a quiet time. Listen, if five-year-olds need quiet times, I think a 44 might need a quiet time once in a while. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> so, well, I'm 52 and I need a timeout, but I just take it <laughs> as I need it. Because when you get to my age, you don't give a crap anymore. You're like, I'm going to take a timeout now. <laughs> my clients know, my kids know, my husband yeah. knows. The four rescue dogs know, except the fourth one in our infinite wisdom is deaf. So we've okay. had to teach him sign language. And of course, he's adaptive because animals are... Yeah adapt almost better yeah. than human beings. So True. I guess we can learn from them. We certainly can. No, I hear you. And when you start to go time out, I'm like, that might be a topic of another conversation we need to visit another time. So, so for me, learning to get alone consistently, and you can call it whatever you want. Some people call it a quiet time, a devotional time, a time of solitude, a time of rest. Some people, depending on how young their kids are, they'll get in the bathroom and lock the bathroom door. Other times people take a, a walk in creation and get beside a body of water. Whatever it looks like, whatever it looks like for you. But we've got to value it enough to just take time to breathe. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can open your eyes, close your eyes, do whatever, take some deep breaths and learn how to be present. Because what I've learned is what silence, embracing silence truly does, starting with yourself, moving on to other people, again, inside out, it really it really speaks and even shouts presence. Am I present with creation? Am I present with even myself and my own thoughts? Am I present with the other person that I may even disagree with in the moment? And I find that when we learn the discipline of silence, then all of a sudden it begins slowly but surely breaking into more and more of a lifestyle we live. And then we are slow to speak and quick to listen. And that's where magic happens. When we become really good listeners, active listeners, and let's say there's another person that we're, we're doing this with, when we're listening to them, it's an opportunity for them to feel validated, appreciated. At the end of the day, every human being wants to be valued. We just jump in to get our point across, to win the argument. 
And I always say it's more important to love than to be right. And so for us, if we can learn to embrace the silence, in my opinion, that's certainly one of the main keys that unlocks presence, that certainly there's a lot of other wonderful things that come about because of it. Let's do a real-time scenario. You're sporty enough to do it. So I'm not even going to ask your permission. We're just going to roll. I mean, someone that calls his wife his bride after 16 years, I'm I'm like bowing down right now. And so gentlemen, listen up. (laughs) And wives too. So groom. (laughs) (laughs) So I teach what's called the power of pause. And it's a 30-second. And for those of us that are highly highly animated, extroverted, like to think on our feet, aren't the greatest listeners, haven't practiced the art of what I call Socratic questioning, who, what, when, where, why, 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 (laughs) channel your inner two-year-old, get to the root cause. Be patient. Let people explain themselves. Paul, I don't want you to edit. I almost interrupted Rob and I held myself back and Rob watched me do it. You can't see us listeners. But that's for real. Let's just be authentic. Like, let's take a a page out of Rob's playbook. We show up as ourselves. Wherever we go, there we are. We don't have to wear that mask. We don't have to keep track of what story we told or, you know, I'm not wearing any makeup today. I I don't care. So here is the power of pause. And I'm going to get my stopwatch and I'm going to do this with Rob real time. And I want you all to practice it either in a work context, in a home context, whatever work-life integration at home scenario you're in right now in relationship with anyone. I want you to practice this and here's how it goes. So I'm going to ask Rob a question. I'm going to ask him the question two different times. The first time he's going to answer rapid fire. And the second time I'm going to have him wait 30 seconds. I'm going to clue him in at 15 so he knows he's halfway there so he doesn't lose his mind. Although he's really practiced. So for those of you losing your minds trying this, it's okay. Practice makes permanent, not perfect. And we're going to do this inside of one of the questions that I want Rob to share an answer to anyway. And we're going to hear the difference in his answer after the pause. So here we go. Are you ready, Rob? I'm all set. Tell us about one conscious trade-off or reprioritization that you have made either recently or in the past when it comes to integrating work and life. Go. I would probably say boundary setting. Perfect. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. And we're going to hear your answer. Are you ready? Yes. Same question. Take your time. Go. And I'm sure Paul's playing music during this segment because he's going to have a while before he can answer. He's formulating. Halfway there. probably refining his answer. He's got three seconds left. Two, one. So for me, it's understanding in this time that my family's home with me, that I want to make sure that they feel really valued just as much as people I talk to uh, during my work hours. And if I'm really honest with you, sometimes I do it really well. And sometimes I don't do it really well. Uh, My kids are home. They're home much more now than they have been if COVID-19, you know, wasn't here. And so, you know, that, that tug and that pull of daddy wanting to be in the other room, and sometimes I can't, and trying to understand, uh, and I'm a big boundary person in general, and we've had boundaries before COVID. Now there's a whole different set of boundaries. And so for me, even trying to understand Dana, 
what that looks like, the tension involved there, uh, the crying, my, my little four-year-old coming to daddy's French doors in his studio and just looking through the windows and tugging and saying, can I have some minutes? I'm like, just for a second, buddy, just give me five minutes. Just give me a couple, you know? And there's that tug of like, I, I got it. I got to be focused at work, but yet my family's first. And what does that really look like and mean? And it's a whole different set of boundaries that I'm adjusting and adapting to now with even COVID-19. That answer is so clearly a part of you. Talk about inside out and all in. And it is so challenging for our multifaceted lives, whether we have kids or not, to kind of pick and pull ourselves apart, to give all of ourselves to whatever it is we're doing and focused on. And yet that is what many of us would like to do. Certainly not all of us. Some people are actually really clear about I'm all in at work and everything else is shut away. I'm all in with the family. I will never check my phone. I respect those people. I love those people. We're still learning. Many of us struggle with the transitions. Is that um, true for you too? That's accurate. You know, I think a couple of things. I, you know, I always thought I couldn't stand change. This is going back only to find out that I'm a true entrepreneur and that I like change a whole lot more than I ever thought. I, you know, like I'm kind of made for this, but that's not to say, Dana, there's not certain times and seasons that are quite frankly, just more challenging than others. And, and I've learned to be honest with how I really feel. And I've been able, I've been honest, not just with myself, it starts with myself, but also with Karen, my wife and my kids and really taking them into that transparent conversation. That's just an honest, you know, really transparent, really honest one. And I find out the more honest I am with myself, with how I feel, and I do my best to try to communicate that to those within my sphere of influence, starting, you know, in the home then people are going to get to know Rob a whole lot better. And it's also an invitation for me to get to know others that much better. And so there's truly this exchange of human to human connection that as a natural result, there's a depth of relationship, uh, trust that's built and fostered. And, uh, and we know when we have trust, we can pretty much accomplish anything together. Please read Rob's books. He talks so much in such a real way about trust and building trust is really about both competence and character. And so if you're really working on your true authentic holistic self inside out, I like to say me before we, are some of the ways, Rob, that you help people understand themselves, including sort of tearing away the facades, yeah. taking off the masks. What's a way for people to just embrace that if now's not the time, when will it be? Yeah. You know, there's, um, there's never been a better time than now. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I, to, I'm just a firm believer, Dana, that uh, life is too short uh, based on things that really matter. And, and so taking the time for yourself, there's five practical things that I like to highlight to people. Uh, and just, I would say that your time's now. Now, some could be listening and saying, if you only knew my life right now, Rob, I'm tearing my hair out. I got a lot of decisions. I'm on the fly making a lot of them. So I'm here to say, first and foremost, I get you. You know, that's it's part of this COVID thing. It, it touches all humanity uh, to at least some degree. We're all in it together, although it may manifest itself differently depending on the person, depending on the home, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, there's never been a better time than now for this reason, that 
you know, we're never guaranteed a certain amount of days to our life, but we are, as long as we're breathing and living, there's purpose. And so for me, five areas to seriously consider in a time where you say, you know what, I believe Rob enough in this conversation that, that I'm worth a long pause of reflection to only affirm my uniqueness, encourage myself, build myself up, stir myself up so that I can give away to people what I now have. And so the five areas are what are your personal core values? Let's revisit. For some, this could be for the first time. For others, this is revisiting, getting back to the basics. But what are your personal core values? The things that are extremely important to you, that you stand by, deep convictions of the heart that actually even make up the decisions you make day in and day out, but may not fully realize it. What are your core values? Second, what are your natural abilities, your strengths? You know, what are those things that just come easier to you? They always have ever since you were a little kid and a lot of fruit surrounds them and comes out of those places when you're working on them, when you're doing it, et cetera. Third, passions. What are your greatest passions? The things that ignite your soul, the things that have you leaping out of bed in the morning, which to do or to accomplish or to, to take on. Okay, fourth, and this is a biggie, not to say the others aren't, Dana. What are your personal life milestones? The things, good, bad, ugly, that have helped mold you and shape you into being the person that you are today. And that's a great time of reflection all within itself, right? And the fifth and final, what would you say your primary gift in life is? Meaning that, um, you know, a lot of this crossover to strengths and, you know, but, but I don't see black and white. I see the dotted lines. I see the gray all over the place, right? You are who you are. But gift, this is when you're no longer living, it's truly a legacy you leave behind upon the earth that, that impacts and affects future generations. Are you just, are you that leader? Are you that truly that empathetic person? Are you just a teacher type, whatever that may be for you. If you wrap your arms around these components, I, I trust me, it'll be a, a highly affirming and encouraging time that you're going to want to spend probably a little bit more time on than less. And out of that place, you might even begin to ask questions like, okay, I'm pretty much built up out of this place. So why do I exist again? So it's pretty fascinating. Isn't it remarkable that we focus more on why a company exists and doing brand and marketing exercises than we do on ourselves. Very true. Oh my goodness. Well, again, it's more the outside approach. Hey, if I just if I just take this outside stuff, right? Things that still matter. And then, you know, it's almost like, yeah, when when you're trying all this stuff and it's good stuff, not saying it's bad, trying to get into the heart of the matter, but then there still could be a disconnect. Whereas if you enter in from the heart, personal, like the person, the person, the heart then have that work itself out. It's through that lens, it's through that heart, it's through that passion, it's through that purpose that you actually begin to take a look at your business or your sphere of influence, your idea, your concept that, that you're thinking of, that you're building, et cetera. And I'll tell you, you talk about momentum, multiplication, enhancement that we're all made for, it just comes out of that place. So I know a couple of words that you're a big believer in, and I'm going to twist them into the fact versus fiction lightning round that we do yeah. on every show. Let's you do ready? It. Okay, cool. So the word is consistent. Fact versus fiction. It's possible to be consistent all the time. Fiction. <laughs> Excellent. Here's another one. Intention. With intention, anything is possible. Fact. Beautiful. And let's do one more. Silence equals scary. Fiction. 
He waited. If you didn't hear the pause, I'm going to point it out as his navigator. This has been incredible. I want to close today's show with gratitude. I would list five things I'm grateful for with you, for you, about you. We're out of time. So we're going to put that in the show notes. Paul, I'm going to send you those five things because I've actually learned a lot and it's been very validating. I want to share a quote that I listened to from Rob about his life and one of his personal milestones. And if you want to know more about that, you just have to read one or both of his books, please do. And then Rob will give you the last word and you can share any quote you like, your your own or someone else's, and then just remind us how to find you and follow you. So here's my quote about Rob from Rob. Spiritual fireworks in the depth of my being. I'm loving that. No, I mean, just to hear you even say that, it's uh, even though that's the that's the echo in my heart all the time, but to hear someone else say that, it's just uh, it's awesome. I think Katy Perry wrote a song about that. You need to claim that or get with her. <laughs> Connect with Katy Perry. That's my takeaway from today. One of many. <laughs> Shout it out. Hashtag. Okay. So any favorite quote you'd like to share and then remind our listeners, our subtle, smarter tribe, how to find you. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. So a quote, if you look for the good, you'll find it. Where people can find me, robholman.com. That's Rob with two Bs. So robholman.com, centralized place for a lot of my inside out content, videos, et cetera. Uh, and then another would be based on my my new book, which is All In, just came out a few months ago, and that is getallinbook.com. So thank you so much. This is, you just need to know, uh, this has been a total joy. I've learned so much from you. And I, I, I don't think I'm sweating too much. However, there might be some perspiration in certain aspects of my face with some of those questions you asked, but I love it. I only gave you what you can handle, sir. Thank you very, very much from the bottom of our heart. It's my joy. Thank you. Settle Smarter is produced by New Dog Media in association with Phoenix Fifth, who are solely responsible for the content. Check the show notes for links to our website, settlesmarter.com. To find Dana Look Aramoto's latest book, take the quiz, read more about today's guest, and to contact us with your response to the show or any questions or comments. And don't forget to subscribe to the Settle Smarter podcast and share the episode. Settle Smarter was recorded and edited by Paul Godwin, who also composed our theme music. Settle Smarter can be heard at Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you hear your podcasts. On behalf of Dana Look, Arimoto, and the whole Settle Smarter team, this is Paul Godwin saying, see you next time.